joining us now, assistant coach Andy Hill, kind enough to join us on the Sprint special guest line. Coach, how are you? Yeah, I'm great. How are you? Doing well. Thanks for carving out a few moments for us. Uh, I know you're currently on a bit of a losing skid, uh, but overall, tell us about how you feel like this season's gone for this team because there's been a lot of high highs, but there's been some lows along the way too. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's uh, it's a little bit of a roller coaster for sure. We had uh, obviously a great run in the pre-conference, and uh, as you said, right now just kind of trying to find our way uh, with uh, being on the road and some being good teams, and so it's it's all part of the process, part of a roller coaster. And you gotta, I think Coach K says it best: you can't get too high or too low. Uh, you're never as good as you think you are, and you're never as bad as you think you are. Uh, but you just try to keep uh, chopping wood and uh, getting better, and that's kind of where we're at. Is this as good as you've seen the conference from top to bottom in a while? Well, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, you, you, you never really know. Um, we've been in it so long, you're trying to remember back. I mean, I, yeah. I can remember the Pac-12 getting five and six teams in. Um, what, what I see right now with the conference is a lot of good young talent that may be one and done-ish. Uh, if you will. Um, if I recall right, uh, and it's been a few years, some of those early teams that we played against had a lot more maybe veteran guys, gotcha. uh, two, three, four-year guys. I mean, right now you're you're looking at, just as an example, this Washington team um, with two projected first-rounders, uh, you know, in McDaniels um, and Stewart, uh, just as one example. Um, which maybe four, five, six years ago you were looking at a Washington team or even last year with five, six seniors on it. So I don't know or can't remember this many potential one-and-dones. You know, when you look at the Arizona team that we just played, um, again, they've got some, some veteran guys, but you're looking at, I think, three potential projected first-rounders in, in Nico and, and Najee and, and Jeff Green, that's a lot um, for one team. Um, so, yeah, and then you've got a Colorado team that I think is a little more traditional maybe as to what I remember, a lot more veteran guys on that squad. You know, you look at uh, you look at some of the youngsters on your team, though, too, and uh, look, I've known Jonesy for a while, and, and you're hard-pressed yep. to find a better guy than that, and uh, looks like the, uh, the apple doesn't fall too far from the tree because Ryland Jones, he's a tough son of a gun out there, isn't he? Yeah, for sure. I mean, he's a he's a freshman, and he's going against not only some veteran guys, but then some elite guys from a draft point of view. And 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 for the most part, he's done a heck of a job and and played through injury and and like you say, toughness with his ribs and and different stuff, his ankles. So yeah, he's uh, he's definitely a warrior. Uh, and, and then some of the, you know, the, the future, there's a lot of promise in those young kids. It's just, it's right now, it's, uh, some, some men and some veterans, you know, you look at an Oregon team with a Peyton Pritchard, uh, a guy that seems like he's been in the league 10 years or that's what it feels like having to prep for him. I give him a lot of credit. He stuck around and man, what a, what a heck of a college player and, uh, you know, future pro and whatever, uh, that holds for him. How difficult is it when you're, you know, throwing some guys the the wolves a little bit, and uh, and they're going up against uh, quality competition, but also taking time to try to develop them and 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 get them to where they need to be? Is it just, or is it just kind of learn on the job training? 
Well, it's it's a fine line, I think. Uh, obviously, as a coach and as players, you're a competitor, and that's why you play this game. Um, and so you're competitive from the win-loss point of view. Uh, you definitely don't, don't want to be losing, and your competitive nature uh, doesn't want you to – to, to feel uh, anything but that it really hurts. Uh, now, there's the other side of the coin, too, where you have to be understanding as a coach and as an adult in some of the process that it requires to get these young guys to where they need to go. Um, you know, that involves scatter reports. That involves physicality. That involves playing on the road in a heck of a conference. I mean, whether it's at Arizona or Colorado, they don't lose many home games. Um, and then you're at ASU on a back-to-back, and and uh, they got some veteran guys. So those aren't excuses. Those are just things that you have to, as a coach, be able to deal with reasonably uh, with this youth and still have your competitive nature, if that makes sense. So it's kind of a tussle. Yeah, no doubt about it. Andy Hill, kind enough to join us. Right here on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. The Utes will go up against Washington coming up tomorrow and then uh, Washington State uh, on Saturday and those games uh, up at the Huntsman Center. Make sure to get your tickets and uh, go see this team up in action. Tell us a little bit about the development of Timmy Allen and what you've seen from him uh, throughout the course of the year. Yeah, I think Timmy had a great offseason with his body. You know, he's done a heck of a job in uh, taking care of himself. I mean, I'm envious of him as a 42-year-old, <laughs> just watching him eat healthy on the road. And it's not easy with all the food that we have at our disposal, um, what Timmy's done from a discipline point of view with his body. And his games his games really evolved, too. He's doing more things overall, I think, where Timmy's in the process of learning a new role with a team you know, last year he was a freshman, and, you know, that's that's a new experience. And then this year, as young as this team is, he's only a sophomore, and he's relied upon for much more than just on the court. You know, you're talking about leadership, kind of giving guys confidence and all that. And so it's, it's definitely a new role for him, and he's, he's processing all that and going through it. And uh, I really respect him for it. Uh, I know you touched on it briefly, but uh, talk about this homestand, Washington and Washington State. What do you expect from these two teams coming up this week? Well, two unique teams. I mean, Washington awfully, you know, obviously plays a unique style of basketball with that zone, um, make or miss. They played a little bit more man this year than, than I've seen in the past, but they're back to that zone, make or miss, and they're doing a dang good job in it. Um, they're extremely long. And so that provides a unique challenge that's different to anybody else that you play in this league. And so you have to, at least we have a few days prior to playing them uh, where you get a little prep time to hopefully get, especially these young guys who have never played against it, kind of get a a feel for it the best you can in practice. And so um, that's what we're working on right now. Um, And then you have a much improved Washington State team. Uh, Kyle Smith's doing a heck of a job. Um, they're playing completely different than they did in the past, uh, much more execution-based and uh, defensive-based, and uh, he's doing a remarkable job, So, uh, but unique, uh, different than Washington in, in as far as preparation and getting prepared for that opponent. So uh, our guys have had a good couple days of practice, and we've been focusing on ourselves, sure enough, some of the things that 
we need to do and then also mixing in some of the opponent stuff and, and giving them a taste of that. So it'll be a, a big weekend for the Utes and two good teams coming to town and some great players. You know, Washington State's got some great veteran guys that uh, are playing really well at this point, having beat Oregon and Oregon State at home this past weekend. How difficult has it been uh, over the last several years with transferring transfer players continuing to rise year in and year out across the board in college basketball? How how difficult is it to navigate that? Not only recruiting, you know, high school players, but also looking and seeing who's available that's you know available in the transfer world too. Yeah, I know it's it's recruiting has definitely changed. I mean, this is uh, twenty years for me. I think being involved in recruiting. And the dynamics have changed uh, regarding just what you're talking about, junior college, transfers, grad transfers, freshmen. And then also in Utah, you have a unique uh, aspect of it with return missionaries, which I learned since I've been (laughs) in Utah. So there's a lot of balls in there that you're juggling, like you're looking at our team right now with two kids, that we three kids that we committed to years ago uh, and committed to Utah in Jackson Brinchley, uh, Brendan Carlson, and Eli Ballstead, who who were all on missions the past two years, and now they're getting thrown out there in 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 a league after not having played for a couple years that has a bunch of talent right now and dango players and some veteran guys so. It's unique in balancing the map. Now, we're extremely glad we have those kids, and uh, they're Utah kids, and they're going to be great players in the program uh, throughout the years here at Utah. Uh, but as you're talking about recruiting, you're trying to balance all those, you know, juggle all those balls, you know, and uh, it definitely has changed. Um, and so I, I think we've been fortunate, too. You know, we had a good grad transfer in Justin Bibbins a couple years and, and Novak uh, Topolovich last year who provided some depth for us at the center spot. Um, and so you just try to try to do the best you can and, and navigate the waters. Um, and I, I think Utah, the past four or five years, um, you know, having been in the top three or four in the league, uh, those years we've tried to do the best we can to, to mix it in and and also include some of the local high school players that are a big part of our program that we're proud to have. Well, I've talked to a couple of guys on that football staff, and you got to be careful because I think they may be Ian Mason Falslev. So you got <laughs> you got to make sure you keep them on that basketball court because I know those football guys have eyed him as well. Yeah, he's a heck of an athlete, and there's another example of unique, you know, unique situation where Mason's definitely a great football player uh, but wants to play basketball and committed to us and he'll go on his his uh, church mission um, this spring summer and uh, be back in a couple years so yeah it's uh the recruiting's interesting these days it's uh it's a daily a daily thing hourly thing where you're keeping tabs of everything and and I think too it's changed a little bit and I know everybody has to deal with this but um because of how the kids are brought up in the system, not everybody, but I would say the majority of it, a lot of kids don't want to sit anymore. I mean, you look at some of the teams that I was a part of when I first started coaching and even here at Utah back in the days, you were looking at a lot of juniors and seniors that maybe hadn't played in their first couple years. Um, But 
grew, got stronger, being coached, all that stuff. You don't see that as much anymore uh, because kids have been brought up in the system where they're able to and it's been presented to them to have the opportunity to go play right away. And so that's definitely unique these days. Um, I'm not going to ask you if they're the – I think it's unfair to ask you if they're the best team you've played, but you have played Kentucky. You have played mm-hmm. uh, you know, some really, really good teams. Is San Diego State right there with everybody? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't place them in order uh, to, to be disrespectful yeah. to any of them because they're all very good. But, yes, I mean, there's a perfect example of a team that took advantage of the transfer market and – when you're a kid and you've been maybe in a cold weather situation or haven't been exposed to the beach, what a perfect spot for a kid to say, hey, yeah, I'm going to go spend my last year in San Diego, California. Okay, sign <laughs> me up, you know? <laughs> so they, uh, they've done a great job. If you look at three of their top five, six players, you're looking at Malachi Flynn, yeah. who was a heck of a player at Washington State, who chose to transfer and sit out. And that's the advantage maybe of not being in the Pac-12 from a university point of view is that some of those transfers that leave Pac-12 schools that are dang good players end up in the Mountain West or the West Coast Conference. And you've seen Gonzaga take big advantage of it. Nigel Williams-Goss, they've had a few of them. San Diego State's now got Malachi, then they got... The big kid, yeah, Johnny the, Wetzel. Yeah, the Wetzel, uh, the Wetzel kid's not getting a lot of attention, but I think he should because oh, I think he's been huge for him. Heck of a player, and I went and recruited him. He was a he was a Division II transfer um, from San Antonio, and he went to Vanderbilt, yep. and he wanted to go there because of the academics. Um, don't, you know, great, great school, can't blame him. Um, goes there, and then – Obviously, coaching change and ends up in his last year at, at San Diego State. Great kid. Um, so there's two. And then you've got K.J. Fagan, who we recruited here at Utah, also from Santa Clara, um, played for Scott Garson, who used to be an assistant here. So they're a veteran squad. And, uh, you know, this is a great year for them with those kids. And the, and the reward in that is they're all immediately – eligible and experienced uh and then the risk in it is you don't have those young kids coming up through the program for the years to come yeah well hey andy this has been a lot of fun man we appreciate it thanks for joining us and uh, look forward to catching up with you again good luck this weekend against the washington schools yeah appreciate it thanks a lot for having me and have a great day